Hey Shanks, welcome to the 14th episode part 2 of the Mason podcast. Today we are going to see what happens after Newton. Tommy, I really like his name as Tommy, you know, not Thomas. Tommy sounds so good. So, Newton Tommy leave Albie and we are going to see what happens from there. Chapter 28 Thomas followed Newt as he hurried down the stairs and out of the homestead into the bright light of mid-afternoon. Neither boy said a word for a while. For Thomas, things just seemed to be getting worse and worse. Hungry, Tommy? Newt asked when they were outside. Thomas couldn't believe the question. Hungry? I feel like puking after what I just saw. No, I'm not hungry. Newt only grinned. Well, I am, Yashank. Let's go look for some leftovers from lunch. We need to talk. Somehow, I knew you were going to say something like that. No matter what he did, he was becoming more and more entwined with the dealings of the glade, and he was growing to expect it. They made their way directly to the kitchen, where, despite fry pans crumbling, they were able to get cheese sandwiches and raw vegetables. Thomas couldn't ignore the way the keeper of the cooks kept giving him a weird look eyes darting away whenever Thomas returned the stair. Something told him this sort of treatment would now be the norm. For some reason, he was different from everyone else in the glade. He felt like he had lived an entire lifetime since awakening from his memory wipe, but he'd only been there a week. The boys decided to take their lunches to eat outside, and a few minutes later, they found themselves at the west wall looking out at the many work activities going on throughout the glade their backs up against a spot of thick ivy. Thomas forced himself to eat. The way things were going, he needed to make sure he'd have strength to deal with whatever insane thing came his way next. Ever seen that happen before? Thomas asked after a minute or so. Newt looked at him, his face suddenly somber. What Albie just said? No, never. But then again, no one's ever tried to tell us what they remembered during the changes. They always refuse. Albie tried to. Must be why. He went nuts for a while. Thomas paused in the middle of chewing. Could the people behind the maze control them somehow? It was a terrifying thought. But one to think about. We have to find Cali, Newt said, through a bite of carrot, changing the subject. Bugger's gone off and hid somewhere. Soon as we're done eating, I need to find him and throw his butt in jail. Seriously? Thomas couldn't help feeling a shot of pure elation at the thought. He would be happy to slam the door closed and throw away the key himself. That shank is threatened to kill you and we have to make bloody sure it never happens again. That chuck face is gonna pay a heavy price for acting like that. He's lucky we don't banish him. Remember what I told you about order? Yeah? Thomas's only concern was that Callie would just hate him all the more for being thrown in jail. I don't care, he thought. I'm not scared of that guy anymore. Here's how it will play out, Tommy, Newt said. You are with me the rest of the day. We need to figure things out. Tomorrow, the slammer. Then, human hooves. And I want you to stay away from the other shanks for a while. Got it. Thomas was more than happy to oblige. Being mostly alone, sounded a great idea. Sounds beautiful. So, Minho's going to train me. That's right. You're a runner now. Minho will teach you. The maze, the maps, everything. Lots to learn. I expect you to work your butt off. Thomas was shocked that the idea of entering the maze again didn't frighten him all that much. He resolved to do just as Newt said 
hoping it would keep his mind off things. Deeper down, he hoped to get out of the glade as much as possible. Avoiding other people was his new goal in life. The boys sat in silence, finishing their lunches, until Newt finally got to what he'd really wanted to talk about. Crumpling his trash into a ball, he turned and looked straight at Thomas. Thomas, he began, I need you to accept something. We've heard it too many times now to deny it, and it's time to discuss it. Thomas knew what was coming, but was startled. He dreaded the words. Yali said it. Albie said it. Ben said it, Newt continued. The girl, after we took her out of the box, she said it. He paused, perhaps expecting Thomas to ask what he meant. But Thomas already knew. They all said things were going to change. Newt looked away for a moment, then turned back. That's right. And Yali, Albie and Ben claimed they saw you in their memories after the changing. And from what I gather, you weren't planting flowers and helping old ladies cross the street. According to Callie, there's something rotten enough about you that he wants to kill you. Newt, I don't know, Thomas started, but Newt didn't let him finish. I know you don't remember anything, Thomas. Quit saying that. Don't ever say it again. None of us remember anything and we are bloody sick of you reminding us. The point is, there's something different about you and it's time you figured it out. Thomas was overwhelmed by a surge of anger. Fine, so how do we do it? I want to know who I am just as much as anyone else, obviously. I need you to open your mind. Be honest if anything, anything at all, seems familiar. Nothing, Thomas started but stopped. So much had happened since arriving. He'd almost forgotten how familiar the glade had felt to him that first night. Sleeping next to Chuck, how comfortable and at home he'd felt. A far cry from the terror he should have experienced. I can see your wheels spinning, Newt said quietly. Talk. Thomas hesitated, scared of the consequences of what he was about to say, but he was tired of keeping secrets. Well, I can't put my finger on anything specific. He spoke slowly, carefully. But I did feel like I'd been here before when I first got here. He looked at Newt, hoping to see some sort of recognition in his eyes. Anyone else go through that? But Newt's face was blank. He simply rolled his eyes. Ah, uh, no, Tommy. Most of us spent a week clunking our pants and bawling our eyes out. Yeah, well, Thomas paused, upset and suddenly embarrassed. What did it all mean? Was he different from everyone else somehow? Was something wrong with him? It all seemed familiar to me, and I knew I wanted to be a runner. That's bloody interesting. Newt examined him for a second, not hiding his obvious suspicion. We'll keep looking for it. Strain your mind. Spend your free time wandering in your thoughts and think about this place. Dwell inside that brain of yours and seek it out. Try for all our sakes. I will. Thomas closed his eyes. That... <laughs> I will. Thomas closed his eyes, started searching the darkness of his mind. Not now, you dumb shuck. Newt laughed. I just meant to do it from now on. Free time, meals, going to sleep at night, as you walk around, train, work. Tell me anything that seems even remotely familiar. Got it? Thomas couldn't help worrying that he had just thrown up some red flags for Newt and that the older boy was just hiding his concern. Good that, Newt said, looking almost too agreeable. To begin, we better go see someone. Who? 
Thomas asked, but knew the answer as soon as he spoke. Dread filled him again. The girl, I want you to look at her till your eyes bleed. See if something gets triggered in that chuck brain of yours. Newt gathered his lunch trash and stood up. Then I want you to tell me every single word I'll be said to you. Thomas sighed and got to his feet. Okay. He didn't he didn't know. He did not know if he could bring himself to tell the complete truth about Albie's accusations. Not to mention how he felt about the girl. It looked like he wasn't done keeping secrets after all. The boys walked back toward the homestead where the girl still lay in a coma. Thomas couldn't stifle his worry about what Newt was thinking. He'd he had opened himself up and he really liked Newt. Me too, man. If Newt turned on him now, Thomas didn't know if he could handle it. If all else fails, Newt said, interrupting Thomas's thoughts. We'll send ya to the grievers, get ya stung, so you can go through the changing. We need your memories. Thomas barked a sarcastic laugh at the idea, but Newt wasn't smiling. Like she would wake up at any minute. Thomas had almost expected the skeletal remnant of a person. Someone on the words of death, but her chest rose and fell with even breaths. Her skin was full of colour. One of the medchaks was there. The shorter one, Thomas couldn't remember his name, dropping water into the comatose girl's mouth a few drips at a time. A plate and bowl on the bedside table had the remains of her lunch, mashed potatoes and soup. They were doing everything possible to keep her alive and healthy. Hey, Clint, Newt said, sounding comfortable like he had stopped by to visit many times before. She's surviving. Yeah, Clint answered. She's doing fine, though she talks in her sleep all the time. We think she'll come out of it soon. Thomas felt his hackles rise. For some reason, he had never really considered the possibility that the girl might wake up and be okay. That she might talk to people. He had no idea why that suddenly made him so nervous. Have you been writing down every word she says? Newt asked. Clint nodded. Most of it's impossible to understand, but yeah, when we can. Newt pointed at a notepad on the nightstand. Give me an example. Well, the same thing she said when he pulled her out of the box. About things changing. Other stuff about the creators and how it all has to end and... Uh, Clint looked at Thomas as if he didn't want to continue in his company. It's okay. I can hear what I hear. Newt assured him. Well, I can't make it all out. But, Clint looked at Thomas again. She keeps saying his name over and over. Thomas almost fell down in place. Would the references to him never end? How did he know this girl? It was like a maddening itch inside his skull that couldn't go away. Thanks, Clint. Newt said in what sounded to Thomas like an obvious dismissal. Get a support of all that, okay? Will do. The medjacks nodded at both of them and left the room. Pull up a chair, Newt said as he sat on the edge of the bed. Thomas, relieved that Newt still hadn't erupted into accusations, grabbed the one from the desk and placed it right next to where the girl's head lay. He sat down, leaning forward to look at her face. Anything ring a bell? Newt asked. Anything at all? Thomas didn't respond, kept looking, willing his mind to break down the memory barrier and seek out this girl from his past. He thought back to those brief moments when she'd opened her eyes right after being pulled out of the box. They'd been blue, richer in colour than the eyes of any other person he could remember seeing before. 
He tried to picture those eyes on her now as he looked at her slumbering face, melting the two images in his mind. Her black hair, her perfect white skin, her full lips. As he stared at her, he realized once more how truly beautiful she was. I was wondering, have we got a thing here? We'll have to wait though. The girl's still in coma. Anyways, let's get back to the topic. Stronger recognition briefly tickled at the back of his mind. A flutter of wings in a dark corner, unseen, but there all the same. It lasted only an instant before vanishing to the abyss of his other captured memories. But he had heard something. I do know her, he whispered, leaning back in his chair. It felt good to finally admit it out loud. Newt stood up. What? Who is she? No idea, but something clicked. I know her from somewhere. Thomas rubbed his eyes, frustrated that he couldn't solidify the link. Well, keep bloody thinking. Don't lose it. Concentrate. I'm trying, so shut up. Thomas closed his eyes, searched the darkness of his thoughts, seeking her face in that emptiness. Who was she? The irony of the question struck him. He didn't even know who he was. He leaned forward in his chair and took a deep breath, then looked at Newt, shaking his head in surrender. I just don't... Teresa. Thomas jolted up from the chair, knocked it backwards, spun it in a circle, searching. He had heard. What's wrong? Newt asked. Thomas ignored him, looked around the room in confusion, knowing he had heard a voice, then back at the girl. I... He sat back down, leaned forward, staring at the girl's face. Newt, did you just say something before I stood up? No, of course not. Oh, I just thought. I heard something. I don't know, maybe it was in my head. Did she say something? Heard? Newt asked, his eyes lit up. No, why? What did you hear? Thomas was scared to admit it. I, I swear I heard a name. Teresa. Teresa? No, I didn't hear that. Must have sprung loose from your bloody memory blocks. That's her name, Tommy. Teresa. Has to be. Thomas felt odd. An uncomfortable feeling like something supernatural had just occurred. It was... I swear I heard it. But in my mind, man, I can't explain it. Thomas. This time, he jumped from the chair and scrambled as far from the bed as possible. Knocking over the lamp on the table, it landed with the crash of broken glass. A voice. A girl's voice, whispery, sweet, confident. He had heard it. He knew he had heard it. What's bloody wrong with you? Newt asked. Thomas's heart was racing. He felt the thumbs in his skull. Acid boiled in his stomach. She's, she's talking to me. In my head, she just said my name. What? I swear. The world spun around him, pressed in, crushing his mind. I'm... Hearing a voice in my head or something, it's not really a voice, Tommy. Sit your butt down. What are you bloody talking about? You know, I'm serious. It's, it's not really a voice, but it is. Tom, we the last ones. It will end soon. It has to. The words echoed in his mind, touched his eardrums. He could hear them, yet they didn't sound like they were coming from the room, from outside his body. They were literally in every vein, 
inside his mind. Tom, don't freak out on me. He put his hands up to his ears, squeezed his eyes shut. It was too strange. He couldn't bring his rational mind to accept what was happening. My memory is fading already, Tom. I won't remember much when I wake up. We can pass the trials. It has to end. They sent me as a trigger. Thomas couldn't take it anymore. Ignoring Newt's questions, he stumbled to the door and yanked it open, stepped into the hall, ran. Down the stairs, out the front door, he ran, but it did nothing to shut her up. Everything is going to change, she said. He wanted to scream, run until he could run no more. He made it to the east door and sprinted through it out of the glade. He kept going through corridor after corridor, deep into the heart of the maze, rules or no rules, but he still couldn't escape the voice. It was you and me, Tom. We did this to them, to us. Hell, that's it for today. The girl, her name's Teresa, and she's talking to Thomas inside his mind. What do you think about that? I mean, that's a surprise, isn't it? It's a surprise, such a big surprise. At least we won't call her the girl now. She will be Teresa. Anyway, she she said she's waking up soonest. And what was the part about we did this to them? Oh my god, it's so much. Yeah, I'll see you next Sunday, only on the Maison La Podcast. Mm-hmm.